0: Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. Three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now, on to our guests this week. In the sports and entertainment world, we talk often about the overall experience. I'm excited to have our next guest, who has built a company that focuses on creating human experiences that affect positive change, ignite insight, and inspire a genuine connection between people and our planet. I'm excited to have Lacey Maxwell, founder, owner, and CEO at Lacey Maxwell Experiential. Lacey, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here,
0: Travis. Very excited, Lacey, to talk about your illustrious career. And I'm excited, you know, given that season three, we've launched a 52 Weeks of Hustle, dive into careers of successful individuals in a variety of verticals. So I think the best way to start is give the listeners a quick glimpse and a quick elevator pitch of what LME is. LME is
1: an experiential agency at heart. Um, We create activations for our clients we do lots of sports marketing and hospitality for our clients we work globally and uh we're fun fun to be around
0: no absolutely and it's always an exciting time you know and and to your point of experiential and we're going to get into your career and even with mlme of how you went kind of from and i know this is your strategy of rock and roll to golf and kind of Mm -hmm. everything in between and so walk the listeners through what does a day-to-day look like for you
1: Well, lately, we've been doing a lot of global work, so it's been very early rising. We are on every other continent's time frame, not just ours. So it's been early morning. We usually have a team meeting at the top of the day. Our entire team is working remote right now, and honestly, we'll continue to do so. It's been very successful for us. Uh, We'll have a team meeting, then we'll move into siloed meetings where everybody, we talk creative, we'll talk strategy, we'll do client meetings. And Then towards the end of the day, we'll try and do another recap on with at least the team members to prep for the next day. It's not, it's long hours right now, just because the yep. magnitude of the events and the growth that we're experiencing right now, all no, the problems we have.
0: <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's and that's uh, the beauty of you know, the podcast is obviously called 52 weeks of hustle, but no matter what role you're in, it's always a hustle and a grind, and but a lot of fun and you know, Lacey, with yours, it's, it's accuracy, consistency, and accountability are the three words that start to describe really the ethos of LME and your approach to client relationships. And we talk a lot about, had a lot of successful sports people on this podcast that have talked about the value of building relationships. It's not transactional. And client retention can be a great measuring stick when it comes to experiential agencies. So your reputation and record With your list of esteemed clients is one of several benchmarks that assure that lme is consistently top in class from film festivals pga tours the f1 concerts the list goes on and on so why is it so important for you to have a customized approach for everything experience that you can provide
1: well we're creating experiences and there's nothing cookie cutter in that the essence of what we do is creating experiences for everything we do. So if we're not getting in and defining what that means on a deeper level with our clients, then we're not doing a customized experience for them. And we'd be doing them a disservice. There's A lot of agencies out there that do that, resell, rehash, that's not who we are. We get in and really do it deeply and in a partnership way with our clients, beyond relationship, partnership.
0: Well, and I think that's the key word, right? Is like, there's a lot of people that say, well, hey, I've got a great relationship. So they'll, they'll buy from me or they'll utilize me but really quickly turns into transactional. That partnership opportunity is really Mm -hmm. that focus point. And, you know, from your end and you and your team, there's a lot of keys to going above and beyond. And so what are some of those key elements you and your team focus on to deliver above and beyond for each client that really can help catapult that into a partnership and not just a transactional relationship?
1: We dig deep with them, literally. And The longer we're together, the more we know. We work with them. We work with their brand. We work with different divisions within the company to learn a 360 perspective on what they're doing. And then we bring that into everything we're doing, even just a little bit, just sensibility. So for example, if a company is... Uh, about sustainability as their core ethos. We understand these ethoses and then we'll bring it into whatever it is that we're doing. Yep. So we try and do that at a level that A, creates experiences and B, is unique. And it's a way that we kind of set our part, set ourselves apart from anybody else.
0: You know, as you think about, you know, an, an LME and we'll get into to your, the rest of your career path of getting to that point. But as you think about that, what has been, that most memorable experience that you have planned and executed thus far?
1: Well, okay. So that one's hard, but I'm going to tell you my favorite. Um, My moment, that moment where I was like, I'm a big girl. I've arrived. (laughs) So I come working from Live Nation SFX at the time back in the day, and I started my own company. And there was this definite moment of me like living on the laurels of what I created when I was working with them. I didn't really have my own repertoire of events quite yet. I was building that. I was just saying, here's what I, here's who I am. Here's where I've been. I remember this moment of sitting in Times Square. I did a launch for um, Honda and their new car coming out. And we did a takeover of Times Square. So we had three blocks of Times Square. We loaded the whole thing in overnight. We had headline acts. We had all of this insanity around permits. And I remember sitting there, I sat at the edge of the stage by myself, it was daybreak. And I was like, okay, I've arrived. That resume is now full. And I remember just looking at that going, I, I took a lot of risks to get here, but I, I did the right thing. I'm yeah. pretty darn good at this and I love it.
0: So as you think about like the overall execution of, of that specific time uh, event there in Times Square, like what was the overall planning timeline process? What were maybe some challenges that you and your team had to overcome?
1: Okay, well, that one in particular was kind of a nightmare. Um, the <laughs> client, a lot of time with these product launches, when the product is ready, they're rolling it out to market. It, and this time it was maybe six weeks, which is hard. The good thing That's is they quick. have the branding, they know what their look and feel is, and they know what they're delivering. So we were working with another creative agency. They said, Here's what we've sold in. Can you please make that happen? So I was like, cool, what's your budget? And they had half. So we had to go back and figure out either how to trim it up or to make it, you know, make the budget, bring it up to where it needed to be. We got through those negotiations. And I think the hardest part was probably the permitting on that one. Us getting permits for it. We had a permit. Everything got approved. And in New York, there's two sets of permits. There's what you get for events. But filming department also at no charge when I was paying half a million for my permits, they will book people as well. Turns out because it was such a short runway that they had booked an event as well on the same location, same date. Uh, it was a concert. So and my big component was a concert. So anyway, long story short, we ended up negotiating with them sharing stages and we got their musical act to perform on our stage. So we had two artists and they had a really successful fundraising event.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. And even that was kind of turned into a partnership opportunity for, for both parties.
1: Everything about what we do is partnerships, it's called partnership marketing, essentially. It's approaching things from, I don't have to own it, it's how can we do this together? How can we leverage this, this experience? How can we leverage our end goal together so we can get there together? It's just a modern approach on marketing.
0: No, absolutely. Well, Lacey, you've always had an interest in sports and content and certainly experiences you previously mentioned. Prior to starting your own company, you were VP of Clear Channel Entertainment, which is now Live Nation. You ran the West Coast Special Events Division. How was that overall experience for you?
1: Insane. Insane. It was an amazing opportunity, though. I got to cut my teeth on a lot of stuff. It taught me how to work. I was a regional thinker at the time, and now I was a very national thinker because I had a team Instantaneously, who all we were all competitors, all of the music promoters throughout the world. And now, here in the US, we're actually one team. It was a weird experience, gave me an extraordinary amount of experience. I got some new mentors out of it. I have people that I still work with today that I got to where I met through that experience in that network.
0: You mentioned mentors. Mentors is such a big part of our business. And oftentimes here on 52 Weeks Also, we've talked about the value of mentors. Were there any mentors or experience through kind of the Clear Channel Now Live Nation that helped really pave the way to start LME?
1: 100%. So being a woman in a male-dominated industry, rock and roll, at the time, I had several women in the leadership roles within our company. One was one of the most powerful women in the music business. And the other one was one of the best marketers that I've ever met. And they both took me under their wing in two different capacities and really saw the potential. And honestly, just now during COVID, very funny sidebar, I called, one of them's already passed, but I called the other one and I thanked her because I don't really know that I thanked her because she really is the reason I am a marketing agency now. She gave me the tools. She gave me the perspective. She told me how to do it. It was just I said thanks because I never even said thanks before. I just took it for granted and moved right on to the next thing, you know, my hustle. My hustle was fast.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Yes,
1: lots, lots of and and I want to return that favor. Mentoring is very important to me.
0: And being able to give back. Well, Lacey, over 18 years ago, you decided to start your own company. And a lot of people in this industry are like, Oh, it's great. I want to start my own company. I want to do my own thing. What all went into that planning, executing, and then the ultimate launch of LME?
1: Well, that's actually kind of a funny story because I think there's a lot of people out there that go do a business plan and get funding and start a business. Um, That's not what happened. (laughs) I saw an opportunity and I was like, you know what, I'm doing this for this company, but I really rather do it for myself, not with this organization. But I had the context. I had the experience. I knew all the accounting. I knew how to run the event because I was running this department nationally So I had the tools. So I think what's really important is for me, I identified a need, identified a gap, and then I went for it. I wasn't, I think it's really critical that it's, you have, you have the experience to base starting a company on for our industry. I'm sure there's a lot of other industries that you didn't necessarily have to do that, but for our part of the business, it was critical for me.
0: Absolutely. You're always wanting to give back. You mentioned when you talked about mentors and you want to give back and be mentors to many and you take pride in mentoring those young professionals they develop in that experiential marketing space. And you've been recognized as one of the nation's top thousand industry influencers. You've become known for a lot of your successes. And one of your primary achievements is being one of a small but powerful group of women to influence today's sports marketing and event marketing. Why is it so important for you to give back?
1: Oh, I think it's incredibly important. I love, I love mentoring and I love, um, growing. I, I get just as much from mentoring as they get from me. I think that again, uh, being a woman in sports marketing is also keep picking these hard industries. We're paving new ground for, a uh, primarily male dominated industry for a woman owned agency to come in. And I want to pave the way make it a little bit easier for some more women. So I I love mentoring and try and focus on women in sports marketing.
2: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
0: Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Lacey Maxwell, founder, owner, and CEO at Lacey Maxwell Experiential. Lacey, let's dive into three hot topics. You know, let's start. Question one, you were working on events with Dell, like South by Southwest and other events, and then they helped bring you in to activate golf, and which you talked about, rock and roll to golf. How did you quickly learn kind of the ins and outs of that, that you just really didn't have as much experience in?
1: I just took what we were already doing and plopped it right into golf. It was trial by fire. There was hives, stress level for other people with us coming into golf, doing it the way we did it. Um, And we just hopped in and did it. We had a a high level of professionalism in our industry. We took that over. And honestly, rock and roll and golf and the way they work isn't as far apart as one might think. And we have uh, blossomed in the industry since then.
0: And a lot of things you know, in this industry, the X's and O's are the same, you know, and, and I, I go around every week and, and train and, you know, from sales end, doesn't matter what type of product or, or sport you're training. A lot of the X's and O's are very similar to your point. And so on to the question too, what were some of the unexpected challenges or benefits of being a female starting and then ultimately running a successful business?
1: Wow, that's a tough one. Um, I think there's been a lot of challenges. Uh, you know, sports marketing is actually what I wanted to get my degree in and in school. And I moved away from it at the time because it was frustrating for me, which is ironic because I'm now back in it so extensively. Full circle. Full circle and enjoying every single piece of it. You know, I think it's probably been perseverance that's gotten me through it. And um, I would encourage uh, and me helping pave the way for some other people. Um, I'm I'm hoping that. I can help clear the
0: way a little bit. Oh, that's awesome. And finally, question three, Lacey. We talk about the sports business and it's being a long hours. There's a grind. You're obviously a mother running your own company. You're working globally, which means very non-traditional hours because you need to be available when, when they are available. And so yeah. what's your advice on balancing the demands of working in the industry while also balancing that family life?
1: Well, our situation is very unique and we've done a very great job of it. Actually, my husband is my business partner and very early on, uh, we just took our son with us, to be honest. He's a huge Formula One fan, benefit, huge fan of golf, benefit, NBA, all over it. So it's been a family affair for us. You can have it. You can have everything. You just need to define the terms that are going to work for you. Have a good partner. Off you go.
0: Right. And, and to your point, finding the terms that work for you and your partner and figure it out. And so, Lacey, what a great career. As you think back, what's been your best memory of your career thus far?
1: Well, that one, that one's good. You know, I think probably the best memory is me. I'm ironic, actually, uh, being a mentor. I really think that it means a lot. I think that uh, some of the biggest growth moments that I've had in perspective moments and the proud moments have been in, in mentoring.
0: No, absolutely. Yeah. What is your advice? You know, we've talked about mentorship quite a bit today here in this podcast. What's your advice on finding a mentor early on in your career and taking full advantage of it?
1: It's, I would it's solid. Do it right away. Do it all you can. That would be my advice. Yeah. Take, you know, and even if some people that might not be open to being a mentor, maybe you can approach them and ask them, hey, you seem to be a knowledgeable person in this silo of this thing, can you help me navigate through it? You'd be surprised yeah. how many people will jump on board and help.
0: There's a lot of people who are always willing to raise their hand and assist yeah. with that. So Lacey, ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey, both personally and professionally. So to close it out, i like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? Go, I'm ready, go. All right. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what are you eating?
1: Chocolate eclair, no
0: questions. Love it. <laughs> If you could have any actress play your life in a movie, who would that be? Nicole Kidman. If if you hosted a talk show, who would you invite as your first guest?
1: Malcolm Gladwell. Yep.
0: Lacey, to to close it out, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day?
1: You're not in it by yourself. You have uh, surround yourself with people to make a great team. I would uh, say that don't take no for an answer ever. Work around it. No is just a challenge to a, a yes. There's always room to negotiate, always.
0: No, absolutely. Great great advice. And I, and I love it right there at the end, right? You know, no is, is not forever. You know, it's, no. in this business, you're going to get no a lot. It's how you overcome it. You don't necessarily need to battle it, but you, you have to overcome it as well.
1: One hundred percent. And we I see it that way. Our team sees it that way. Makes it fun.
0: Lacey, thank you so much. You certainly had a great career. Loved hearing about your experience of not only working within that Live Nation experience, but now into the, the sports space and the entertainment space. Always a pleasure talking to you. And I really appreciate your time and your expertise.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate it.
0: Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week.
3: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance.